Yo, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of the Sad Data Podcast. I got a real special guest today, real dope guest, my homegirl, Miranda. What's good? R&B singer, songwriter. I mean, you've done, you've done it all. You've done it all. You've been around for a while, a lot of placements, all that. And for y'all who don't know, she's on a lot of my records. When you hear that little soulful singing in the background, and this girl don't sing, she can sing. God damn it. <laughs> when you hear that in the background and on a lot of hooks and all that, it's my, my homegirl right here. How you doing, though, girl? I'm good, man. What you been up to? You've been busy, too. Been busy. Same as always. Just making music. Just yeah. stay creating, writing, expanding, and um, also, as you know, always focusing on how can I make more money with music right. so I don't have to ever work any other jobs. That's, that's right. all I've been doing. What's one of your best ways to make money in music? Obviously, you know, you're a singer, so you do features, you do songwriting a lot. Mm-hmm. What's, one of, what's one of your best um, moments to make, make money in music? It's really funny because (laughs) it's not what you would think. Um, I mean, of course, as like a vocal artist, any opportunity that you can just get paid to do vocals is is gold. But um, probably five years ago, I was hating my life at this job, at the tech company I think I was at. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, there has to be a way that I can make some money besides just doing hooks for rappers because that's so like random when it it comes. It's not often enough. there's got to be more ways for me to make money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was on Craigslist, of all places. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you dodged the Craigslist killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and I, I just typed in, like, vocalist, singer, you know? I just started looking, and um, I found this girl who was looking for singers and rappers and producers for cheerleading music. Really? Yeah, which was like, what? Cheerleading That's a little music. random. Yeah. Um, but it said paid vocal work. If you've got a home, basic home studio setup, you don't need a, a, a huge studio, then you can make money. Right. So I started doing vocals for cheerleading music. That's crazy. I've actually I've yeah. done I've done beats for cheerleading competitions before. They pay very well. They pay well, and they want custom like badass custom music breakdowns and all that shit. Yeah, and they want they want like the teams want custom raps and um, vocals written for the teams. Because you can't use Beyonce songs, Cardi B songs. Right. You, you got to be careful with copyright. So they want custom music written for them. So I started doing that, and that became like a huge part of my income. So, right. yeah, that and then and then the music library stuff is right. So huge. like music placements and all that. And it's funny because um, you know I, I I like to preach to a lot of artists that I work with, produce for, and all that. Just uh, you know the significance in television and movie placements. Mm-hmm. Why don't you break that down a little bit? How you got into the TV movie placement? Go ahead, name a couple credits though. Uh, WWF oh, one. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Lots of TV shows. Go ahead, break it down for people who, who don't know. Yeah, well, um, first off, just um, over the last like two years, I started getting um, random placements here and there. Stuff on BET, stuff on VH1, um, Bravo, a lot of the, the reality shows, yeah. um, the Housewives type of shows. For some reason, it seems like those are always the easiest ones to land. Yes. The movies and video games are the hardest. Hard. It's, I think it's because they're much more specific. Mm, you know, point. like Real Housewives, it's a lot of just drama and like flashiness. Right. You know what I mean? So it's easy to write a song about that right. versus like a video game has a, such a specific Uh, sound that they want you know but yeah I started getting again it's something I fell into like on accident Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what a music library was never heard of it but when I started doing the cheer stuff is how the universe works um what that cheerleading producer referred me to another producer that she knew who was doing um tv music was doing a lot of producing for tv stuff and so she said hey I need a vocalist do you know any 
she referred me and she started hiring me to do vocals and songwriting for the TV stuff. Right. So she would get commissioned by a music library, which is, if anybody doesn't know, it's, it's basically an online catalog of music. Right. With all different categories, different moods that... That the, the editors look for. And yeah. if they're looking for, oh, we need something turned up and clevish, then yep. they go through there. And it's, it's literally like, I've told people too, it's like, a, it's like winning the lottery. You is. get put into this music library and it's just up to the editor of whatever show or movie yep. or video game it is to pick your music. And if they do, that's when the paperwork hits and all that. We exactly. got lucky last year. Remember, we, uh, we did. did. For those who don't know, we did, uh, we did a few records, a few that got placed on Temptation Island on the mm-hmm. USA Network. But it only took us like maybe, what, 20, 30 minutes to do those placements? Easy work. Easy work and an, and an easy check. Yeah, man. You just make you just make a you know a group of songs that you feel good about. Usually, it's um, short stuff. You know, they only use like ten to thirty seconds of most songs. So right. If you make if you aim to make a grip of beats and songs that are like one to two minutes, mm-hmm. usually you know pretty repetitive, pretty simple, pretty catchy. You know, yeah. those are ones you can pitch to the music libraries. If they accept them, they put them on their catalog. And if a music supervisor from a TV show picks it up. Then you know you get royalties, of course, every time that show plays. So. Yeah, in every quarter and so on. How'd you get your start in music? I know you've been singing since a little since a little lady, but when when did you Aww. really get your start in music? Yeah, man, it, it's been a long time. When I was really, really, I was probably like seven when I realized that I wanted to sing. Okay. I was pretty young, um, but like my stepdad's a drummer, my auntie was a singer in a band. Um, so music was in the house. Yeah, a lot. That's my dope. mom played the bass back in the day, so like a lot of people in my family did music. Um, but when I was about seven, I started singing, and, and but I was painfully shy. Like, okay. painful. How did, how did you overcome that? It took a long time. Like, I mean, I would not even sing in front of family members or anybody. I would only sing when it was like a performance that I practiced for. You know, if my really? mom was like, sing for everybody, sing for your aunties. I'm <laughs> right. like, hell no. Hit that falsetto. <laughs> Stop the home. Yeah, yeah, no, hell no. I was so terrified, but... It just took time, and honestly, like, sports really helped me overcome a lot of that fear. Sports, and then I did speech and debate in high school, which was way outside really? of my comfort zone. What kind of sports did you play? Um, Everything. Really? My, so my dad made me try every sport once. Okay. He said, you're going to try just about every single sport until you find something you really like, because he was like, you are not allowed to not do sports. Shout out to your pops. Yeah, just because sports he's Sports like, are good, though. They are, and because at the time when I started growing up, it was, you know, all of the video game stuff started coming out, so mm. I would be, if I didn't get forced into sports, I would sit for six hours straight and play Nintendo, play PS1, you know? Right. So if I wasn't doing something, I would sit on my ass and play video games all day. Because I there. love it. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he made me try soccer, softball, martial arts, mm. swimming. Um, I even did random shit that wasn't even sports, like woodshop. Like, he literally made me try I did wood everything, too. dude, everything. I got, I got kicked oh out of woodshop for, like, you know, because, you know, you're cutting a different piece of wood, but I tried to make one into a gun, and I got You would get kicked out of fucking woodshop. You know, I'm just freaking around and fucking around in class. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets kicked out of woodshop? <laughs> I got kicked out of woodshop, bro. I'm not even lying. He was a young gangster. Uh, you know, I, was, yeah, I thought I was. <laughs> I didn't realize. My gangster's limited. Shots fired. Oh, my God. Um, okay, oh my God. So, so you was around music. A lot, um, yeah. you know, and that was pretty obviously, you know, inspiring to be around and creatively. When did you realize, like, shit, this is what I really want to do? I because I was so shy, so shy. It took me like a couple years after that to really um, decide, like, this is it. So I think probably when I was like 
13, I had been writing a lot of poetry mm-hmm. and I realized like, okay, I sing and I do poetry. So I finally made the connection. I can write songs. Okay. Never thought about it before. So when I was about 13, um, that's when I was watching so much Michael Jackson. Like I would mm-hmm. watch his videos on VH1, on MTV every day. Him and Beyonce were like the two right. that I would watch. Like they were my idols. MJ's videos were the shit. Oh my God. And then Miss, when Missy Elliott came out, of course. That oh was, yeah. I would Shout just out to stare. Missy. Like I would watch it all day. Yeah. Back when MTV had those. You remember the mixes. box? Uh, you remember the box, and you yes. could actually text. Uh, was it text? I don't remember, but you could vote to get your like. I think it was text. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Do we have phones? We have phones. We're not oh, that yeah. old. Goddamn. No, I mean, I mean, I, I didn't have, I didn't have a cell phone until I was like eighteen. That's true. I didn't have one until I was in high school, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was yeah. calling. I think it was calling. Okay. Yeah, it was calling. Okay. Yeah, you had to call in and you press the code. Mm-hmm. That was it. Booyah, shots fired. Yeah, okay. I remember that. <laughs> okay, so that was inspiring. No, but when, when did you actually start recording music? Yeah, like, so um, when I was 13, I decided that this is what I want to do. I remember actually telling my, my mom um, to their dismay at the time, like, there's no hopes for me to go to college. I'm just letting you know now. Mm-hmm. This was at 13. Shit. Letting you know now I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to go to school. And I, you're lucky I'm even staying in school. If, it, if I didn't have to, like, I hate this because I know what I want to do. Yeah. I want to do music. I want to do this. I don't care about anything else. Like, so I've pretty much failed all my classes throughout. I barely graduated high school because I hated it so much. Yeah. And I knew what I wanted to do. So I'm like, what am I doing here? Why am right. I learning algebra? But anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, How is this going to help me in the real world? Exactly. And it doesn't. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I started writing songs. I think I recorded the first one around 15 or 16. Really? And, like, yeah, from there, yeah, it was so cheesy. It was cute, but I was, like, singing about love, and I'd never been in love, you know, mm. that kind of shit. Right. So I recorded my first song at 15 or 16, and then after that, it just, it was like, this is this is the thing. I right. could do this all day. I could stay in the studio till 2 in the morning and not be tired. You know yeah. how it is, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, so, it's almost like it's it's a, it's a... It's an ability that's in you, you know what I'm saying? And either you got it or you don't. You know, some yep. people can't. They can't do the long, you know, hours. We've done, fuck, 12, 13, 15-hour <laughs> sessions. Don't get shit done or we get a lot done. Yep. It just varies like that. How do you how do you find your uh, your motivation to keep going? Because I know you were, in a, you were in a group several years ago, mm-hmm. and then you decided to go solo. And then how did, that, how did that transpire? Yeah, so um started doing music, like, seriously when I was around 16. Started making my first couple songs. Made, like, a, a little demo of, like, three songs that I had written. Um, and then I, I think I had, <laughs> I had a page up on Model Mayhem when that was like popping at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, just because okay. I was like, okay, maybe I could do some modeling. Right, I'm right. trying to figure it out. I'm like, I. You're just, just trying to find your way. Yeah. In a really confusing, and then you know you're still growing into a woman and becoming right. a woman in life and all this. So you, you know you're trying to find your path. Yeah, I, I, would, I had just turned like 18, just graduated, and I'm like, okay, well let me put a modeling page up just to fuck around and see. And um, some random dude, I thought it was creepy at first, you know, hit me up. He's like, I'm a, I'm a producer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, 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 and, and I know this is off topic, but it's on topic. For all the ladies out there, I want y'all to always be aware when you're in this business, coming from a woman especially too, she can she can tell you no lie, there is there is some really weird people. Yep. So thank God he wasn't one, right? Be careful. Yeah, and, th- and this is what this is what <clears> I did. So he hit me up, oh, I'm a producer, I'm putting together a girl group. And because on, on Model Mayhem, you could list, you know, I sing, I dance, I mm. do this and that. So um, he was, you know, of course, he's looking for girls that fit the look that he wanted. But um, he heard me sing or whatever. And he was like, I'm putting together a group. And um, so we're going to meet at this spot. I'm like, OK, cool. I'm going to bring my parents. 
parents and he he was like yeah yeah sure bring him so i'm like okay, okay he's, he's legit, legit. Yeah, he's and i brought my parents and they came with me yeah. <laughs> and he had a studio in like temecula or menifee <clears throat> or something oh okay yeah yeah so um yeah so i joined a girl group and we went really hard for like four years i think it was four or five years and um yeah that's a whole other experience being in a girl group it was amazing yeah. we, we did over like 70 shows Shit. some of them were like at horrible nightclubs some uh-huh. of them were at colleges like, some of them were legit yeah. some of them were horrible but yeah i had my first college show experience last summer and it, it was pretty fucking lit it's it was pretty fun, fucking lit. That dude. shit was fun. That shit was fun. I'm College not lie. shows are fun. Yeah. College shows are really fun, um, but we definitely did a lot of really shady nightclubs and bars. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> places where they didn't even have microphones. And like, we what had, the like, fuck? How does that work? Y'all, or y'all don't even have a sound system. Like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> so it's karaoke oh with no mics. Exactly. <laughs> you, know how, you know how it is. When, you, when you're an independent musician, especially, like, yeah. you go through so much of that. Like, so that whole first couple years experience being with the girl group, I got to learn so much about performing and that's kind of when I really broke out of my shell because right. I had three other girls on stage with me so it helped me like get confident without being alone and so yeah I spent a couple years with them and then as I started to grow it's not like I grew out of the group but mm-hmm. I realized like no man I, the my favorite part about music is the creating the music part right I love being in the studio I love to perform and and do the videos and do all that but Nothing is as good to me as the being in the studio, writing, recording. That's that's the best for me. Right. So I realized we weren't really getting to, they were controlling everything. We weren't really getting to write our own songs. Yeah. Without so, saying any names, you were with a label situation and all that. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, this is not what I want. I want to be able to create everything that I want. And I'm not right. a control freak, but I would like to at least be able Have to write my input. own songs. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when, you, um, when you separated yourself from the situation, you know, contractually and personally and all that, you know, what, what was your goal in mind? Like, what, what was your direction? Because obviously you were going on a solo path at that mm-hmm. point, right? It was, it was really hard because it was like, okay, now I'm stepping out on my own. I'm going to go do my own thing, starting over. So yeah. now, like, at the time, not that it really matters to me, but at the time uh, when Twitter was more pop-in, mm-hmm. and when I first started my first Instagram, I had all these followers from being in the group because the group had a pretty strong following. Right, right. When I stepped out, for some reason at that time, I, I couldn't just change my handle names. I don't remember why, but mm-hmm. I had to start new pages. And so I had to start a new Instagram page, start, uh, start from scratch. Almost like got hacked at. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Right. Oh, that's so uh, hard. That's Starting weird. from scratch, dude. So I started from scratch mm. and I just was like, you know, at that point, who do I want to be? Like, who am I? It sounds right. so corny, but it's so true. Like as a solo artist, once you step out of a band or a group, it's like, okay, well, who am I as an individual? What's my sound? What's my style? I don't know. Right. So all I had to go on was what I liked. What right. I liked was Sierra, Aaliyah, Beyonce, Michael right. Jackson, you know, like all these artists. So I think at first it was just kind of trying to kind of model that because, you know, what else do you do when you're first trying to figure out who you are, right. you know? Right, right. Uh, is this around the time when you started doing a lot of hook features for like yeah. rappers? Okay, so explain that, uh, enlighten that a little bit. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so when I first kind of got out of the girl group, I was living in LA at the time, and same thing, I was on Craigslist trying to find opportunities, like how can I get paid for you know doing music? And I started to find a lot of people posting, like need a singer for a two hour session to mm-hmm. do a hook right. for a rapper. And so I did one, and it was like, because I did a good job, 
um, they started referring me. So anytime rappers would come in to work with producers, they would call me, you know, it'd be $50 for two hours. Like, right. you know, we're not talking about a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all start from somewhere. Exactly. I, I remember I started making fucking, if I could get $20 for a beat, I was happy. Exactly, day, dude. Man. And I did that for a long time. I would just, people would refer me and I would drive from, I think I was staying in Hollywood. I would drive from Hollywood to Burbank or Hollywood to, you know, South LA or, uh, uh, you know, wherever people were having sessions. And I just started doing hooks for people, basically, basically just any opportunity to make music, any opportunity that came up to be able to be in the studio with whoever. You were there. Anything, anything, because yeah. at, at, at first it's like, I just got to get out there. Mm -hmm. you know, I just got to make connections, meet people, and I'm not a um, an industry mixer kind of person. I'm not really a, a fancy pants networking. I'm just not where I'm comfortable. Yeah, no, So for me, just <clears throat> being in the studio with people is way better for me personally. That's just my vibe, you know? So. Well, everybody, ha everybody has their vice, you know what totally. I'm saying? Um, I, you know, me too. I'm, you know, I'm a studio rat. I'm always in the studio, mm -hmm. but, but I'm in the studio so much that I actually get to, I actually enjoy when I step out, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. do a video or do something different because totally. it's like, okay, finally getting to enjoy the fruits of this shit because, you know, we're in there so much. Get um, out of your sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of my sweatpants. Put the SpongeBob boxers up. You know okay. What I'm <laughs> I don't have SpongeBob boxers. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you you know, so yeah, no, I feel you on that though. Um, and and then around that time too, I think that was probably early early stages when we linked up as well. Mm -hmm. You were going by Ella Rogue at the time. Yeah. And um, we did uh, your project then. Yes. That encore. was a fun encore. That was a fun Ooh, project. That yeah. was a fun project. But I know that was like when you were you were you know transitioning transitioning into the solo artist. But that was the first project you did as a solo first artist, correct? First one, yeah. And I had something to do with it. Okay. As did T John and V Dollars. Shout out yes. to T John and V Dollars, man. Um, fun project to make. Fun project to make. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. So what would be uh what would be some of the changes that you would you would have made off of your first project? Cause you know, when I go back and look at my first album, like there was like a lot of shit I would have did differently, you know, mm. from even certain mixes or certain song titles or just anything. Like what what was your biggest lesson in the first project you put out, the Encore? Good question. Um, two things. Number one was just, um, and this is inevitable, um, and it's not really something I could change, but at the time, like I said, I was trying to find my sound. So at the time, I was kind of just mimicking, uh, not intentionally, but, you know, it is what it is. If you don't really have your own developed style, you're going to mimic your idols. Absolutely. So I was mimicking Aaliyah, Sierra, you know, Beyonce, whoever um, on that project, which isn't a bad thing, but I, I didn't really have, like, my sound. Right. Um, but the other thing, I think the, the biggest thing was, and we've talked about this before, um, when you're not confident enough in your song or in your melody, even if you really like the song, but for whatever reason you feel like maybe you're a little shaky or your melody's not perfect, and you just layer the song up, you know, like, 12 harmonies, 50 dubs. Like, you, mm -hmm. you just, like, layer the song because you're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to sound better once we put all this stuff on it. And what I realized, the more I learned about singing and songwriting and melodies and everything is it's either a good song or a bad song. Right. And it don't matter how many melod or how many harmonies you put on it, don't matter how many times you stack it, that stuff helps. Right. You know, like, it, it adds dynamics, but it should be adding to your song, not making your song a good song. Right. It's either the melody's either good or it's not. So I think I just did too much in terms of like adding too much like harmonies and, and um, different takes and different tracks rather than just being patient and saying, you know what, we might, I might write 30 songs and 
like 15 of them. Right. They're not all going to make it. Right. But I think as artists, it's our baby. So we feel like every song should be a good song. Yeah. Every I have that. Song I definitely perfect. have that problem because usually when I, uh, you know, because I, you know, you already know my background, like producer into mm-hmm. the artistry and all, into being an artist and all that. So it's like, it's really hard for me to, to just sit on records and not yeah. use them because oh, like, yeah. this has to be used for something. But what I've learned in doing that, like you said, like out of a, out of a body of work, even if we only pick X amount, those yeah. other ones can be used for something different. Maybe totally. not for those beats or for something else, but it could be, you know, a line or a bridge or yep. a, a hook or, you know, whatever that you could use for something else. Yep. Do, you, do you find, do you find that being a, a good attribute to have, like taking, taking ideas from old records that didn't make your oh, projects? Yeah. yeah. There are so many songs that were pieced together from other songs I did, whether they're songs I actually recorded a full song to, or maybe I just wrote it and was excited. Like a song I wrote two years ago, I was so excited about it. I'm like, this is dope. Never used it, just never kind of came together. And then two years later, you know, maybe I'm writing something for someone um, and it just kind of comes up and you're like, oh, this fits Mm, the theme, you know what I mean? And sometimes you only take a couple lines from a song. It might be that you wrote a song, this happens to me a lot, and there are a couple lines in there or maybe a hook that was hard, Mm -hmm. that you loved and that was so good, but the rest of the song was like, eh. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been there yeah. a lot too. I've been there a lot too. But you know, I mean, just me personally, like, like I've, I've watched your growth over, over what, like a decade now, long, long time. time, you know, and just, uh, we you getting know, old. Hey, man, we are getting old. You know, so shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ain't getting old. We're getting better. That's right. We're getting old. But I've watched your growth uh, just as a friend and 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 musically, and and you know, it's great to you know have people that you can work with over such such a long period of time. You know, like mm-hmm. Tijon V, you and me, and we've been through those stages where you know we've had to rebuild too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's just part of the game. But you know, where you're at now, you know, you got to great project out arcana sounds hey. you know very hey. dope project i had the pleasure of producing boop, boop. and working with what was what was the idea about it about it or the idea behind the the concept of it because the artwork and everything tells the story Do you want to explain that absolutely so i know not everybody's into this might freak some people out but i love the woo woo stuff anything like mystical magical like woo, you know i love that stuff so if anyone <laughs> We like that stuff too. We like that stuff too. That's true. That's true. The alien stuff, you know, all of it. (laughs) Aliens, magic, the whole thing. Right. So um, I've always been really into like tarot cards. Okay. And using them just just like for fun. And um, so. Now, just for people who don't know, bring down tarot cards are not evil no right? no 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 what's the what's the biggest misconception about tarot cards it, it's a huge misconception it's kind of the same thing that uh, people say about like psychics or um astrology or anything right. a lot of and i get i get where it comes from people who are i grew up in a very religious household right strict i went to a christian school uh bible study every wednesday night and i went to a christian summer camp every summer in forest Falls. so we're talking like <laughs> mega doses of Christianity, right? Not that way anymore. I'm not really into it now, but um, so the misconception is that anything that's, you know, witchcraft is evil, right? Mm -hmm. So anything that has to do with, um, you know, witchcraft, astrology, it's believed to be this evil thing that's against God, which it's not. Right. What it really is, is it's just like anything else, any meditation, people that use crystals for healing or herbs. It's like, it's an expression of whatever you believe is, you know, a kind of channeling a higher power or a higher energy it doesn't have to be a religious thing it also doesn't have to be such a woo-woo thing right right you know basically <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> it doesn't have <laughs> it don't have to be that right 
it can it, you can see it however you want it's just like a tool and just like there are a million ways to lose weight you know what i mean right. and everyone does it a different way it's just a tool that you can use to like connect with something yeah and um and it's fun you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not like a super believer in astrology i don't i don't follow everything but it's fun to talk shit about like you're a scorpio yeah. right you're a scorpio yeah scorpio so i knew we were gonna be Shout homies i knew right away when you said you're a scorpio i was like <laughs> Fucks with you. Yeah. Earth is my planet. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm a Libra. Yeah, you know, right. we, we get along. So I'm not like that serious into it, yeah, but yeah. I, it's fun. You right. know what I mean? So, so yeah. So tarot is, is kind of like that. They're, um, it's like a deck of cards that they all have a different meaning. There's a different picture on them. Um, but there's a, a part of the deck that's called the Major Arcana. Okay. And it's um, like all the other cards have numbers, like the Ten of Wands, the Nine of Wands, the Ten of Pentacles, the Nine of Pentacles. But the Arcane is like its own special um, deck, right? Deck, okay. yeah. And it's got like very like deep messages. Like there's the Lover's card, there's the Death card, um, there's the Devil card. And again, they're all just symbols. So it's not like if you're messing around, you need to pull a Death card. I mean, just someone's going to die, right. you know? It's just yeah, because like I've heard, I've heard too. And, <laughs> so you know, dramatic. Correct, yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard too, like like the Death card, for example, it doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to die, you're going to die. It could mean yeah. something something could come to an end. Like, yeah. you know, something, something Letting like go. that. Letting go. Letting go is something, right? Yeah. You can't start something fresh until you let the past go, you right. know what I mean? So yeah, it, it's more like you just, might block somebody on Instagram that day and you let them go. Exactly. That was the death you know part. You know Talk, letting toxic people go. <laughs> letting toxic you know? people go. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it, they're all just symbols. Um, and so I had the the idea to. I'm like, let me mess around with with doing a project that every song represents one of my favorite major arcana cards. Okay. So there's um, the sun which of course is all about um, being in nature, happiness, joy, like raising your happiness. So that's our song Rise that right. we did. Super dope. Yeah, yeah. Very feel good song, right. you know, vibey. Um, and then uh, there's the lover's card, which is like a deep love song. Um, so there, yeah, there are different cards and they each represent um, one of the songs that's on the project. So right. And link in the emotions. description for all y'all watching too. Link in the description. Make sure you follow her on Instagram, ooh, all that ooh, too. Ooh. Um, and listen to the album. It's actually a really great project. And I'm not saying that biasly because it has something to do with it. It's actually, okay. a, really, it's actually a really good project. <laughs> Shots fired. Anyway. So, so with that being like the, the direction that you were going to go with mm -hmm. it, when, when, did you, when did you realize like, okay, this is, this is going to be like the, the concept of the project? That's a good question. I think um, I just get inspired by what I'm writing. So I feel like the first song I wrote, I think, was Rise, actually. That was the very first song. And when we started, I didn't have a concept in mind. Right. We just said, well, let's just start working on some songs. and we'll. we'll That's usually it. always our game plan. Always. We don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Let's just start fucking around We don't shit. know until we know. You know what I'm saying? And then when we know, we know. Shots fired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a great quote. Um, yeah, so we just started fucking around. Like, let's just let's just see where this goes. Right. And I started, like, making the songs. And I'm like, they all have a pretty strong message in them. Mm -hmm. Like, none of the songs are, like, silly. Like, you know, not that there's anything wrong with talking about, like, popping bottles in the club. Because sometimes you do want that feel-good song. Sometimes you do want to pop bottles in the club. Exactly. <laughs> and I've Taste the soup! Okay? I've made plenty of songs like that. But it just seemed like every song that we were doing was like kind of deep right. one way or the other. And I thought, okay, like these all represent something like deeper. And um, I had just been messing around with the tarot cards and then it just kind of clicked. Like, mm. you know what? Actually, the moment it clicked was when we did The Magician. 
Oh, okay. Yep. We did that song, The Magician. That was and a fun song. It was such a, a concept song. You right. know what I mean? We put the carnival sound in the beginning. It was right. like, this is all about The Magician. And I had seen The Magician card in the deck, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. So I think that's what actually pulled it together. Like, well, let me make all the songs like connect to, to each card. Yeah, make, so. them, make them themed like Taylor, Taylor made to those, those cards no, in the deck. Yeah, no. I think, no, I just think that's just such a creative, uh, creative way to go about it. You know, I'm all about originality and, you know, standing out. And, you know, you can't stand out if you're trying to fit in so when you do right. something different you know what I'm saying some people might you know uh, judge it or whatever but at the end of the day you're still doing something that's true to you exactly uh, explain the artwork a little bit is it because I know it's a collage of the the things who did the artwork um I so I did it I'm just gonna be perfectly frank because you know when you're an independent artist and you don't have a full team right. and you can't pay a bunch of people to do everything you sometimes you gotta do shit yourself shit's expensive uh, okay. I'm so, rich. Right, right. Until I wish someone was say I'm not. Rich. I know. I'm not rich. <laughs> Biatch. No. Okay. So you did it though. I did it myself. I went on fucking Canva and I was like, let me just uh, let me see what tarot images they have on there. Right. I, was, I just found a bunch of images and I was like, I'm just gonna put them, paste them together, make right. them look cool. Right. And I am not. Well, I remember an the day you sent it to me. I was in the studio and I was like. This is fucking dope. Like, because you know, it's it's, it's abstract. It, look, yeah. it looks like art. You know, it's right. and it's a representation of the project. And then the thing behind it was really dope too. Yeah. So where where did you where did you find the inspiration um, in, in in this project that you did that maybe you didn't have in other projects or anything before? Because obviously, this is just to me personally. This this record sounds different than anything you've already done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's definitely been a, a different journey for me too since we've already worked on projects together yeah. in the past. So what 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 do you think was your unique direction with this one? separate from earlier projects or work? That's a great question. Um, you know, what I did after uh, after a while of, like after we did Encore and after um, I did a, another project called Synchronicity, mm-hmm. I just felt like I still don't know what my sound is. Right. Like people, I kept getting the same feedback. Like, oh yeah, like, you know, you sing great and, and the music, it sounds good. But there's just, like, I just don't, see or I, I guess I don't hear like what is your direction? Like mm-hmm. what makes you stand out? Cause it's still like, it's good to have good comparisons. Like, oh, this reminds me of Aaliyah. That's good. But when every song that you do, somebody says sounds like someone else, mm. it kind of tells you, like, maybe there's a lack of uniqueness and individuality in it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sound exactly like Tupac, like, that's cool, but you, we can't have another Tupac. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, we're not going to have another Tupac. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's just like um, the the rapper designer, when he came out, a lot of people thought he was future. And, right. You know, and I, I, I don't know if that hindered his... Uh, has continued on um, relevancy, but you know, if we sound like somebody else, you know, that, that people want to listen to that person, they'll go listen to that person. And that's what exactly. frustrates that frustrates me with a lot of artists too, is that um, you know, they they wanna they wanna they wanna rap over certain beats that another mm-hmm. artist has made popular, yeah. or they wanna they wanna mimic a sound another artist is doing instead of just being inspired by it, taking right. it and making it your own. Did yeah, you, did exactly. you finally did you finally conquer that challenge? Do you believe it? Do you think that you're still going through it? I did, and the way I did it was um, so after I put out the second small little EP, and I just was feeling so defeated because I'm like it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to. It's right. like there's no unique sound. It's just not special. It's just kind of good, but it's mm-hmm. not you know incredible. So I said, what can I do? And I thought, you know what? I've never really gotten formal vocal training like vocal coaching. Okay. I've never really got like actual real training other than choir in high school, you know? Right. Um, so I said, let me find a vocal coach. And I thought that's what I need. You know, I just need coaching so I can improve my vocals, take them to the next level and kind of improve my voice and make it more unique. So I found a vocal coach, but he turned out to be 
more of a mentor. Like he definitely gave me vocal coaching and took my voice to the next level, but he also like became like a mentor. He's, he's probably in his forties. He's a retired musician, really awesome guy. And he really helped me like zone in on like what, okay, let's take your influences. Let's take these people that you like and figure out what it is that you like about them. Like what qualities about their voice, you know, what people like Nate Dogg, like why do you like Nate Dogg? Right, right. You know, what is it that so attracts you to his music and breaking down like what, is it the certain sounds? Is it the bass lines? Is it the style? Is it the West Coast sound? Like what elements of the artist you like is it that drive you? And then rather than copying the artist, figuring out like, how can I put these things together? And make it my own. Yeah, and make it my own. And what are the themes? And I realized reoccurring themes was I liked, um, of course I liked West Coast music. I liked so a lot shout of- to the West Side. You know what I'm saying? West All the side. heavy bass lines. I love the heavy bass lines. I love the soulful sound. But what I realized is what I really loved was a lot of dark sounding melodies. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say creepy. It's not creepy. Like almost like the haunting, dark, dramatic. I know what sound. you mean. Yes, it uh, it is a real haunting sound. I'm trying to think. Of, uh, you feel me? It's like an orchestra. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. But I, but I do know that we did that a lot on this project too, and it was a few yes. records like that. And I really liked that dark, trappy. You know, it's, yeah. It's a. Uh, I can't even think of it. It's very dramatic, and it's very like the like. It's the, a cinematic type yes. sound. Yes. There we go. Cinematic. Look what you did, you little jerk! Okay, <laughs> I figured it out. Okay. I figured it out. <laughs> it's like it's like heavy beats, dark sounds, but with like a pretty melodic. Like if you know, like System of a Down, right? Right. And I'm not like a, a huge rock fan, but they're one of my favorite bands because. Right. You know, they've got like speed metal, heavy, crazy music, but then he, he sings beautiful, like beautiful melodic melodies. Like that mm. guy can sing, you know right. what I mean? And I like that. I like that dark, dirty sound, but with like a pretty vocal. Mm -hmm. So I realized that that was kind of like my sound. That's yeah. what I want to do. I want to, um, you know, for what I do for rappers and hooks, like I basically do whatever they want me to do for the sound. Oh, you want a Shanti? Okay, I got you. You did, from, you did, you did kill your shit on my, on okay. my project. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever the occasion is I'll, I'll do the style but my own style is definitely like more of like kind of a dark more dramatic mm -hmm. sound so with this project it's like I finally got it I'm like nice. this is it and so I came to you and I'm like I'm, I'm liking I'm picking the dark beats yeah ones sure. that sound dramatic and heavy and so the whole project is kind of like that right. that sound right but it's cool how every every song kind of has its own unique identity too and, mm -hmm. and, and then it's based off of cards in the tarot deck so I think that's really really unique yeah. what's next for you you know the, the the project's out now you're working on videos yeah you got like coming what, what's next for you do you ever oh, do man. you ever feel like and I ask a lot of people on the show this too do you ever feel like you're never satisfied because I do totally and I, and I think it keeps me going 1,000 percent yeah one that now that's the tricky thing as an artist to and this is what I'm working on like that's a good thing mm -hmm. and it'll it, people like us it'll keep us working so hard and and it'll keep us going even when we have years that go by where we feel like we're making no progress um it'll keep pushing us forward so we right. don't quit but the tricky part is also taking time to realize and being grateful for how much you have gotten to do even if you haven't gotten big huge opportunities you haven't gotten a record deal but look at how much we've gotten to do yeah, how man, much we've been fun really we've had, dude. A lot of fun, made some yeah. money, done some cool shit. Met some great people. Great people, great memories. Exactly. Amazing times, all that. And you wouldn't take it back. You know, Absolutely not. If, if, if uh, you know, a psychic or a god or somebody told me, like, hey, you're never going to be Beyonce. You're never going to make it to that level. Um, so you can quit if you want to. I wouldn't quit because it's like, okay, well, that sucks. And, you know, I would definitely be crushed. I'm not going to lie. I have a, a, right. an expectation. Yeah, but for sure, as you should, as any artist should. I think that's a good question to ask yourself if you're an artist, whatever type of artist you are, even if it's, um, you're, you know, you paint or you're a photographer or whatever. 
if someone told you you're never, and, and they were real about it, like, this is your future in 50 mm-hmm. years, and you're never going to make it to that level that you dream of. You're never going to be a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll have fun. You'll make a living doing it, and, and you know, you'll get to do all this cool stuff. If you would say, well, then screw it. You know, it's not worth then, it. Then your heart was you should never quit in now. It. Yeah, your heart was never in it in the first place. You should place. quit right now right. because your heart's not in the right place. And just be honest with yourself. You're right. not doing it because you love it. You're doing it because you're trying to chase an exciting That's so dream. crazy. Shots fired. Uh, oh, I just lost the button. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got too um, excited. I got too excited. I got too excited. But um, no, it's funny because I've told, I've told several people. Uh, shots fired. There we go. Found it. <laughs> um, I've told several people that before too that, yeah. you, know, um, you know, when you're passionate about this shit, that's when you'll reap the rewards of it. Yeah. And the reward might not be to be a Beyonce or a Jay-Z. The reward might be to, you know, live a comfortable life, to travel, right. to see, see uh, you know, things you've never would have seen without doing it, you know? Yeah. But a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons. Some people get lucky, you know? Some, some yeah. people want to do it for money. Some people want to do it because they feel like it'll fill some void in their own personal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, insecurities, whatever. Yeah. But just doing it for the right reasons, you know, and be, being passionate about it, you know, is, is yeah. one of the most important keys in this. For sure. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give to any uh, any young girls or uh, you know young singers or artists coming up, just from your experiences in the industry and throughout your career? Oh my God! Um, I think the biggest thing is it's not about how hard you work because we put so much emphasis in our culture about hard work. You got to hustle, and I catch myself saying that a lot too. Oh, we're hustlers. If it was about how hard you work, then your uncle who's got three jobs trying to support his kids would be rich. Because he busts his ass. You know what I'm saying? How many, like my dad worked three jobs most of his life and he's doing okay now. He's, you know, he's doing fine, but he's definitely not balling, you know? So if it were about how hard you work, then everybody who works hard would have made it. You know what I mean? It's about consistency, focus, and passion. Like keeping your mind and your focus on the right things, which is your love for the music, um, and the consistency and, and I don't, I don't like to say patience because patience makes it sound like you're, you're sitting and waiting, but just being willing to, no matter how long it's going to take, keep rolling with the punches. You just can't give up. Dude, you can't, it sounds so silly, but like people fail because they give up period. And they usually give up right before something pops off. Shots fired. There are very <laughs> few circumstances where you literally cannot, like, you know, if you, if you um, become completely paralyzed, yeah, you're not going to be a regular NBA player. Right. But you can go into the Paralympics. You know what I mean? Like, there right. are ways to still do what you love. So, you know, I think if you just keep it consistent, keep focused and keep the right attitude, do it for the right reasons, you'll get there. You have no control over when it's going to happen. You, some of your homies, like you said, might, you know, be like a soldier boy and make that one song that just pops overnight. And, you know, it was only their second year making music and they're, and they're rich and, and famous. And it happens. But Great don't be, for them. Don't be jealous. You know, everybody has their That's lane. That's their path. And everybody has a path. You're right. Yeah. You know, and, and don't be jealous. Don't be no. hitting on nobody. Be grateful and, and salute. Keep going. But just do you. And, and, and like I said, to, just to wrap that up, like, I think the biggest thing is just ask yourself. Um, this is kind of the same question. If I told you and I was a psychic, hey, you're going to make it, but you're going to be 40 or you're going to be 45, you're going to be 60, like you're an actor, you're a musician, whatever. Um, you're going to make it, but you're going to be old when yeah. it happens. Or you're going to be like, oh, well, fuck it. You know, right. it's not worth it. Or are you going to be like, oh, fuck. fuck it, I'll write it out. Well, it's going to mm-hmm. be really good when it happens. It's going to be right. really worth it. And I'm going to be wise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you got to think, yeah. like, what is it? Uh, Steve Jobs, he uh, he didn't, uh, what was it? He uh, he was in his late 30s or yeah. early 40s when, when mm-hmm. his career finally took off. I mean, Steve Harvey. Two, two Chains, I two think, chains. was a little older when he got off, yeah. too. Yeah. Oprah, so. fucking Samuel. Not, was it Samuel? No, it couldn't have been Samuel. 
But, you know, there's just like, there's so many people, you know what I'm saying, in the yeah. game. And, and don't quote me on these, you know what I'm saying? Just do your own research. Yeah. Uh, it's like this thing called the late bloomer theory, I exactly. believe. Exactly. And it's basically people, you know what I'm saying, who just, her, whose careers and lives took off later on yeah. in life. But but would they change it for anything else? Fuck no. Because no, you got to think of the life expe- experience that they had leading up yeah. to that. And me, personally, I'm glad I didn't oh, elevate God, when dude. I was so young. Cause me too. <laughs> I was a dumb ass Ooh. when I was like 20 21 23 like oh, all these wow. years that I'm like this is my year it has to be and then it would be 23 okay when I'm 23 all right when I'm 25 all right when I'm 27 now I'm 29 I'm like okay well it may not still may not happen a lot this of those year, years but, hey, are still a blur for me. I was a dumb <laughs> motherfucker all <laughs> those years I was partying and just being stupid I mean but so, that's a part of life that's a yeah. part of that's a part of growing but yeah. you know but you've, you've been growing the music is growing and Working. you're and it's growing on people too so is there anything Ooh-hoo. any one last thing you want to say to anybody that you know you that follows you any shout outs or anything um, well, of course, shout out to Sabdit and BST. Hey. I appreciate you guys having me here. Um, and appreciate you, guys, you being here. You guys got amazing stuff going on. It's always been fun to work with you. Oh yeah, well, it's only the beginning. You know, okay. we're scrap- there's a lot. There's a lot we got going on. We can't talk about on here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I'm gonna be um, um, in a movie actually. So that that's gonna be cool. That's another exciting step. Yeah, my my uh, my friend uh, Charles over at C2, they're doing a movie with um, my homie Will, who's an amazing writer, as you know. Yeah, Will is an amazing shout out to. Will. Shout, Shout out to, to Will. Will. Amazing screenwriter. Incredible screenwriter. He made a really cool um, movie called Run This Town and we've been shooting it. We have like two more days of shooting. And it's gonna be kind of a sci-fi um, drama that's movie. So. Shout out to C2. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna be in that movie, and that's gonna it's supposed to come out in March on 2B TV. So look out for that. That'll be good. For well, sure. for all y'all who ain't ain't hip, get hip right now. Follow Ooh-hoo. Miranda hey. on, on the on the gram and all that. <laughs> Link in the description. Tune into all her music. She's on a ton of my records. Check out the homegirl. Sis, thank you so much for coming through. We gotta have you back. Talk thank more. You. So it's gonna get cracking in here. Y'all know what it is. Sab did a podcast. We got Miranda in here. Thank you Peace. so much. Oh, yeah.